where all my hustlers at? Where all my busy bees? Where all my overwhelmed, overdriven, let's go to the top mountain climbers? I'm not casting shade. I'm not trying to judge. I'm just raising my hand over here. Guilty as charged sometimes. Now, I am very good at practicing presence, and I understand the alignment conversation, but today, I kind of got my buttons pushed in the best way possible because we talked about vitality with expert Jennifer Watson, who shared about the elements of vitality connected to leadership, connected to entrepreneurship, and we went there, of course, connected to the church and our role as the body of Christ here on earth as it is in heaven. And vitality is surely where he has us right now. He's trying to bring us back to life. And he already did that through a son who gave his life for us. But right now, when I think about this, I'm thinking about zooming out as Jennifer teaches us and zooming in to the one thing that I love most, which was a conviction moment for me, integrity and joy and life that's everlasting is connected to this very conversation. So if you're ready to change from being chaotic to being in creation mode, to being in flow for your life, to being a magnet for all of the desires of his heart within your heart, come on into this conversation. Get a cozy cup of coffee. Actually, it's so high energy, you might want to go for a run and just be pumped up for what's about to change in your life simply by taking a beat and taking a moment for yourself. Let's go. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness broadcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're gonna hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Fit in Faith podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Jennifer Watson. She is not only a coach, she is a speaker, a TEDx speaker, in fact. She's been featured on so many cool different broadcasts like NBC, Fox Radio, obviously tons of summits and podcasts, and she is gracing our stage today. So I feel extra excited to really dive into her expertise and zone of genius, which is a lot of things. But one thing I really love, which I feel like is a differentiating factor to anyone we've had on is about mind, body, soul, vitality activation. Mm -hmm. And we were even praying right before we jumped on here. And that word vitality has just really embraced you since I met you Um, and associated to high frequency leadership and sustainable high performance coaching. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. just, I'm like, let's get into the meat and potatoes, Jennifer. Thank you for being here. 
Oh man, Tamara, it's so good to see you. And I'm honored to be on this show and just share the tools and the frameworks I've learned to really help people tap into their most vital self, the most leading, loving self and move it forward because we need your impact to serve the world. <laughs> we really do. We really do. And I don't think people, I can't jump through the mic right now, but if I can, I would have my hands on both of your shoulders. I would be looking you into the depths of your shoulders and show uh, eyes on your shoulders. And me and Jennifer would be like, this is your time. This is your time. Let's go, right? There is, I feel no better time, at least in my history, that I have felt this like spark, this ignite. And it really, the revival is cool and all, but like I've Mm. been feeling this as like a a surmounting uh, transition and momentum even since COVID. How about Mm. you? Like, what are you feeling energetically around what people are meant to do and how they're activating right now? That is such a great question, Tamara. And I'm telling you, the people I've connected with, I am also feeling this huge momentum, this higher level frequency that I believe God, our creator, is asking each of us individually and collectively to step into. And it's been scary for some people, but what's interesting is I'm finding that they're getting more courageous though. There's something about the turn of this year that what they were maybe dialing through last year and navigating fearful and having conversations with God about it, they finally have stepped in this year, like actually believing it or at least connecting with people that actually can believe it for them until they can catch up. So I do truly believe as, as well as you that there is an energetic shift. There's been a high frequency put into all of us to kind of put a little fire under us to move to the next level. And we are needed right now individually in our gifts to create this collective movement for good, for the impact you want to create. So you guys, if nothing else, get tools today that'll help you amp into that, accelerate into that. And if you feel that what we're talking about, go with it, connect with us on it because it is truly there, truly there. You said one of the words connected to all of this which is that courageousness that it takes, right? And I I hear a lot of people will tap into confidence and I love confidence. I think it's great, but there's a different element of self required to step courageously into something. And to me, it has even a different body um, stature than confidence does. Courage is something that I think only is derived from the strength of the Lord. Um, Mm -hmm. And that like full knowing that you know that you know that this is, this is, I have to go this way. It's like when you're up in the airplane, you've got your full, full gear on and you're like, well, I'm here now. I have to jump out. Right. Yes, yeah. I think that's where a lot of people are. But one of the things that you talk about is not always courage, but the understanding of taking chaos and turning it into creation. Mm-hmm. And that is, there's a courage kind of piece between chaos and creation. Talk to us about where that came from. What's the root and, and why that, why that phraseology? Yeah. You know, I've seen so many. It's so interesting, Tamara, how God creates perfect timing of things. And there was times in my life where I felt really chaotic, even in my successes. And I'm like, it's not supposed to feel this way. Now, by the way, everybody, when you're stepping into your purpose courageously, it's going to feel messy, taking messy action. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is really this vital purpose that you know you're supposed to give to the world. Whatever stage you're in in this life and you're feeling this chaos, this anxiety, this overwhelm, this exhaustion, you guys know what I'm talking about. That's not where God wants us to serve at our peak. He wants us to have fulfillment and joy 
serving the way we do. So I went through my own journey, Tamara, of trying to figure out how can I take what God has given me to give to the world and go from this chaotic, overwhelmed, exhaustion, high tension, resistance, low vitality into a creative flow state. Again, it's not talking about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship or attaining your goal. It's understanding you can have this anchor of joy and peace in creation from going from chaos to the creative space. And through my own journey of mental, emotional, spiritual wellness, through my own journey of cultivating my leadership style, through my own journey of understanding of you can sustain high performance in this creative zone without feeling chaotic and overwhelmed is how I've come to these templates. I now give to people and there is a way of doing that everyone to go from creation from chaos to creation and you can do it today and it starts with your vitality a hundred percent oh gosh well I know that there are people listening they're probably on the edge of the seat or hopefully if you guys are listening while you're working out you're working out faster because you're excited to know what this is associated to but I think before we get there, I want to know a bit about your story. And you Mm -hmm. mentioned so many different subsets of your story from leadership to health and wellness. Talk, talk us through a bit of that evolution to who you are now and how you're helping others. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, God has been so good. He has shown me so much greatness by using my strengths and my gifts to serve. And there's been some real struggles with that. And it started out, Tamara, when I was a very high level athlete. I was a very good athlete from a very young age. I ended up going on a full ride scholarship to University of Wisconsin-Madison, where I became an All-American. And even during that time when I was having high success and people were clapping and applauding me and all that, behind closed doors, I was in chaos. I was in severe depression, severe anxiety, um, drinking a lot, doing behaviors that weren't aligned to where I knew I needed to be, but I was struggling so much I didn't have the tools. And I was trying everything. And it started my journey toward creating mental wellness. Physical was not an issue for me, but I realized how much mental, emotional, spiritual wellness was all a part of wellness and being vital. So that began my journey, even as young as in my 20s, of really trying to understand what wellness was, but also understand the dark journey that I had to go through to actually get to this other side of creation out of that chaos. And through that, I developed and became a high-level athlete even further along long, but also then I got into physical therapy. Obviously as an athlete, I use physical therapy quite a bit, but I was able to use through my own journey, build a practice as an entrepreneur in mind, body, soul wellness. So I could actually treat people as a whole, create vitality for them, create these anchors of this vessel that they could then use to give impact to the world. In just three years ago, three to three and a half is when I just saw God calling me to the next level of impact, which is in coaching and speaking where I get to speak about wellness and vitality to the masses, where I get to speak about leadership and sustaining your frequency and your performance no matter the environment. And it started at this young age of having to find out the tools of my on my own and then pull in the people that knew more than me, right? Surround yourself with other people that could help you. And thus created my template of how I became more vital, how I became a better leader, how I became high performance and the impact I wanted to create and do it. 
you guys, in creation. So that's why I'm here today, connecting with epic people like Tamara to be able to share each other's knowledge and really give it to you guys and hopefully you get it sooner than I did. <laughs> yeah, right? I always am like prayerful of that, especially with my kids and that like generation right before me. I'm like, please figure this out before me because it is not fun to do it the other way around. Like, yeah. And I was even processing, as you were saying, that a lot of this learning happened in your own shadows or your own valleys mm-hmm. or their own heartache and heartbreak. And I've only asked this question one other time on the show, but I felt led to ask it again and get a different perspective is, um, do you think you have to go through that heartache, heartbreak, hardship in order to, to feel uh, like you're living a life that is not only full of vitality, but on purpose? Yeah. You know, I think I probably have an unpopular opinion. I don't think you have to. Yeah. I don't think you have to. I think human beings in the past, um, we often need fire put underneath us to elevate us to create other options because we're so in pain, we're so uncomfortable, so we're so. However, comma, I will say this. I believe that God is creating this newer level. Many of you have heard this phrase, higher level of consciousness, where we're getting tools at a faster rate that we're connected with people that have done it before us, like you and I, at a more expedient rate. And I feel like we're able to give them tools before they crash and burn. Do we need our shadows? All of us will have them no matter who we are, everyone. I do believe that. And we learn so much from them. Do I believe that you have to hit rock bottom you know, every few years to get a lesson, to get the power? Absolutely not. And I do believe the younger generation coming behind us have more tools because we are more connected and we can actually get them to them faster. Will they still have hard times? Yes. Do I think you have to hit rock bottom several times before you get it? No. And I believe this generation is having more tools and capability to do that because we have platforms like this to allow them to get it. I think conversation is a huge part of that. And a conversation is so um, invitation driven, right? Like there's no, there's nothing like binding you to be listening to the show right now or watching this show. There's, it's very much like not a one-sided expression of faith or spirituality or leadership or business, right? Like that's one of the reasons I love conversation so much rather than me just talking at people. It's like, let's explore this together and let's create an open invitation for people to listen and then create their own path hopefully of least resistance thereafter. Um, one of the things that I know that you're you're really passionate about in, in this creation element is this idea of how does that look creating while also sustaining high performance. Mm-hmm. And I think high performance, especially coming from an athletic perspective, I can totally like attune to that really quickly. But I also think of like the achiever, the person who is a founder, right? This is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. That's what FIT stands for. And oftentimes they are drivers. They're people who are like the one in the driver's seat. They've got the vision. They're the one saying yes. They're the one also pulling the team alongside them. And there is a a parallel often to this idea, like you're talking about overwhelm, adrenal fatigue, uh, stress levels that are unsurmountable. They don't sleep very well. And even if they do take care of themselves physically, like they're working out every day because that's what high achievers do. And they eat clean and that's what high achievers do. And they have a great amount of water because that's what high achievers do. But this overwhelm and adrenal fatigue is not something that often people prepare for. 
right. talk to us, give us some of the tools and knowledge that you have associated to, to preventing that from happening. Yeah, absolutely. So all of you, and we're not going to probably go into this part of the deeper conversation, but many of us that are overachievers are often perfectionists as well. And Often, not always everyone, that is a trauma response. Okay. Often we're trying to overcompensate for something in our life, an idea, belief about ourselves that there's a piece of us that is not worthy. Okay. Now, this is a little bit of a generalization, but I want you guys to sit with that. And if that hangs with you, does that connect with you? Often we do see that with overachievers and perfectionists. The reason why that's important before I go into these tools, everyone, is just by pausing and understanding that you can choose something different if you know you're about to do something more so because you're trying to gain worth, more so because you just want to look good in front of others. Just pause and then by doing that, you can then choose something different, which is the next tool we're going to give you. But that is an awareness I really want you guys to be of, be aware of because without being aware of it, you can't use tools powerfully. But that is often a trauma response to lack of worth in something or a whole area of your life. And just stepping back, there's coaching and support for that, everyone, if we need to go further on that. But being aware will help you out. Second, I want you guys always to look at this to get out of overwhelm. This is what we do because we're in this overload information era. Yeah. You have got to stay in your lane. Tim <laughs> is going to just bow down right now. They tell this to me all the time. <laughs> stay in your lane, Tamara, stay in your lane. I'm like, yeah. I'm trying. Yes. And you know, and this is where often everyone, I get it. We're, it's the balance of we're growing. We want to get to the next level. We want to get a new tool. But when you're first starting out as an innovator, as a thought leader, as an entrepreneur at first, it's really important to stay in your zone of genius with your program, your gifts and your skill set. If you don't know what that is, you guys connect with us. We can help clarify what your purpose, what your gifts are. But what I will say, if you do have that, stay in your lane. Because what happens, what happens, we scroll during the day and then we get busy being busy on things that don't matter. Our overachievers, they start throwing things at the wall <laughs> because they think that's a good thing to at least be doing something. And honestly, half the things on our to-do list aren't even needed, everyone. When you stay in your lane, you can filter out and pick the top three dominoes for what you want to do to focus on staying in your lane to create the impact. By doing that, you're going to right away, number one, create less overwhelming exhaustion because you're not doing 30 things that don't move the needle and 30 things in general would be exhausting for anyone, right? So that's probably the biggest thing I tell every new entrepreneur leader is stay in your lane. You know, it's important to reach out to people, to have coaches, to be your advocates, to help support you. I, I absolutely believe in that. But what I mean is not scrolling through, taking on every course that's online, taking everybody's advice, comparing yourself to what someone is doing that's maybe similar to you. Remember, pull it in. Appreciate. Namaste, you guys. That They're doing great things too, but pull it back in. What are your gifts? What is your purpose for today? What are your top three things you want to get done? So stay in your lane is absolutely number one, besides realizing where some of that high achiever is coming from. Okay. okay. You know, number two, and I will say this all the time, you, you mentioned it. So many of my high performers do what you just did. I did it, everyone. I want you to hear this. I'm eating well. I'm exercising. I'm connecting, by the way, with all the right people. I'm doing my top three things. Jennifer, do you got anything more for me? I'm like, yes, I do. And you're still exhausting. You're still in chaos. I can tell you why. Okay. 
often, often we're not always doing and speaking our truth, our purpose to the world. We're hiding constantly. We're shutting our mouth throughout the day, whether it be don't quite say that online that way. It might be activating someone in a bad way. I don't want to say something to a team member. It may not go over well. I don't, do you guys hear what I'm saying? The greatest energy sucker in the world is when you betray yourself. And I see leaders and entrepreneurs do it all the time. They tell me, Jennifer, I got my purpose. I got my clarity. I'm on my path. I'm doing great. I had a great night's sleep. I'm drinking water. And then 24 hours later, they talk to me like, oh my gosh. And we go through what happened with their day and they shut their mouth. You guys, one thing I train people on is how to tap into your leadership frequency, your unique style and claim it, articulate it, speak it to the world in a powerful, loving way. I'm not saying being a jerk and aggressive about it. What I'm saying is speaking your leadership frequency, your truth, your mission, your purpose with love to the world. And by the way, not everyone's going to take it well. And by the way, you're going to have arguments on teams and disagreements, but, but understanding at the end of the day, if you stick with that leaders, entrepreneurs, your anxiety, your overwhelm, your inability to get clear and filter through staying on your path will completely up level because God wants you to claim, speak your truth, speak your impact and do it bravely. What did you say, Tamara? Courageously every day. This, when you do betrayal of self, and I see people do it, micro betrayal all throughout the day, they're exhausted and overwhelmed. You cannot be clear with your team. You can't be clear on your purpose. You can't be clear on your worth, anything. You guys courageously step into that. Number two, number one, stay on your path. Number two, really watch if you're betraying yourself. You guys, by the way, it's subtle conversations, even with friends. Ooh, I don't really agree with that. I'm just going to let that go. You guys, it happens in the most subtle ways. Be aware of that. And I guarantee you when you step more in, step more in practice, you guys, you're going to have to get on the mat. This is going to be uncomfortable at first. Step it even with one conversation that day and you'll notice how much anchored you feel no matter the outcome of the conversation, you guys. I think there's a freedom factor on the other yes. side of that, right? It was, I was actually listening to a, a book this morning when I was working out, and um, it's called the the Gos- the Ragamuffin Gospel, and yes. it's by Brennan Manning, and he was talking about how we live in this society that little white lies have become yeah. our autopilot; they've become yeah. our default, and the little white lies are meant to like protect other people and make sure everybody's feelings are okay and make sure everybody's comfortable in the room in the space and like being a good host. And at the end of the day, like you said, it's this micro betrayal. I've never heard it in that that context or that word. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, you're so exhausted because you've taken care of everything else and Mm -hmm. everyone else around you that even if you're good at self-care, like these overachievers often are, I'm raising my hand over here, people, we are not actually doing what we are best at or what we need to do, which is living our truth. And why I think I always go back to that offset of the mask, right? The the green mask when Jim Carrey wore it, like he like tried yeah. it on, like this feels good. And everyone around him was so like ignited by this mask when he yes. wore it. And he would take it off and he was just kind of like the dope and the dweeb and like not so great. And so eventually he ended up being like, the mask is me. He felt more empowered by the mask, but it's only because he wasn't being who he truly was when the mask was off. And so 
he's going to look like the dweeb in the corner or the person who's not, doesn't have the best ideas or the person who's just there to get coffee and open the mail. When in fact, he had all of these creative ideas and abilities and speaking opportunities. And like, he could get the girl. He just never went after it truthfully. And so I think that that's like so coherent to what it is that you're talking about in a simplistic manner associated to leadership, associated to business development, associated to living life on purpose, the way God intends for us to do. The disciples could have never done what they did if they Mm -hmm. weren't courageous if they didn't understand the activation associated to their worthiness and absolutely if they were micro lying to themselves. So they were living in that, that defamed place every single day. It's not a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know, when you guys stay in your lane and you speak your truth and you're in your gifts and you're in your focus, this third tool, if you look at Jesus, everybody and the disciples, this third tool, they were laser focused. Yeah. They didn't see all the bells and whistles. What I see a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders do, you guys, this will help with overwhelm. This will help with high performance. You're doing 20 things in a day. I want you to pick one thing that you need to do this week that is like the number one thing and get laser focused on it. And if you have two other close ones, can you delegate that? You guys, I have really found, because people panic that they're, you know, the FOMO. You guys, I see high leaders do this all the time. I need to do 20 things, Jennifer, because I need to get this speaking gig and I need to launch this program. And I'm like, okay, what is your number one? And I, okay, it's launching a program. I'm like, I want you this week, majority of your hours, if you have four hours to spend today, if that's all you have, three of those four hours are focused specifically on launching. And believe it or not, you guys, that actually dominoes. You guys get this. When you focus on that, the other to-dos, the speaking gigs you want, whatever else you're doing that week, they actually come to you because the thing that lights you up that you're really prioritizing right now and you're bringing that frequency to it and you're so excited about it, you don't have to think about anything else. The other things start coming to you, the opportunities for speaking gigs, the other connections like, oh my gosh, I had, I'm going to have to work on that because I'm working on the number one thing and it's helping with that. I see this all the time. And if you still don't see that, you can delegate some of this. You guys, the more I do the work I do, when I focus on one thing, all the other three to four, five things fall into place and I get ideas for them or delegate it or it just naturally comes to me without trying. Don't try to do so much. Laser focus. This will help with overwhelm and exhaustion and keep you sustained high performance and keep you in your zone of genius. You guys, what I talk about, your leadership frequency. We need you to be there for your clients, for your teams that way. If you're doing 20 things, and not the one you're, you're going to come off that way. You guys are, it's going to show up in your team meetings and with your clients. You can't do everything at once, but you don't have to. Everything falls into place when you do the one thing, the laser focus. So if you can do Whatever those three things, things. Jennifer, as you're talking, it was making me think of like this association to busy. And, and if you've listened yeah. to the podcast before people, uh, you've probably heard this before, but I love to nail it home because it's, again, it's an autopilot of a cultural norm that's been glamorized to yeah. say, how are you? How are things? How's the family? Oh, busy. And like, People are, they're smiling when they say this word that actually causes such tension, friction, um, literally body problems and ailments will stem from this, uh, this default space that we live in. And so I, everyone will come to me and, and this is something that I always reflect on, like, 
gosh, why do they think I'm so busy? Is that a projection of their busyness on me? And it's their excuse to say, oh, I didn't reach out to you. I didn't call you for that one thing because I just, I know you're so busy. I didn't invite yeah. you to that thing because I know you're so busy. And right. I just literally have been cutting people off and being like, actually, I'm really intentional with my time. And whenever there's something that I'm excited about, I make time for it. It's amazing. It falls on my calendar. And mm -hmm. it's not to say that right. in that moment, if I say no, that I am not making making time for it. But right. you have that mitt list is what I like to call it is the most important task list. Yeah. One, uh, one a week, right? Or one a day. What does that look like? I love that association. And I'm sure that there are people who like haven't figured that out because you feel like you're all these different personas and we have to show up at these different people all the time. So it's yeah. not just about busyness versus intentionality. It's yeah. also recognizing your your persona, your idea of who you are and the truth of that as an identity marker to yes. each of the different places that you exist. So Jennifer I, is here as a podcaster and speaker. She's yes. also, you know, all these other roles simultaneous yes. and you don't have to feel discombobulated or overwhelmed by that truth. And I love that you just said that. You just summarized so beautifully. This is why I love Tamara, everybody, because she summarizes so beautifully. But this is... If you want to know what my definition of vitality is, oh, let's go. It's, it's basically what you said, along <laughs> with health. And it, the, you guys, when we think of vitality, naturally, all of us, by the way, think wellness, health, which it is. It is mind, body, soul. What What are you limited in? Where do you need support in? We can go through those mind, body, soul parts if we want today. But what I will say, what it's connected to, is what is your purpose? What is your intention? hourly, daily, weekly, what lights you up? What is God putting on your heart that's saying yes to that, no to that? That's what exudes your vitality frequency, you guys. When you combine the intentionality of your purpose, your path, why you're here, making intentional moves and actions during your day with your mind, body, soul integrity, because it is your vessel to give to the world. That's vitality, everybody. That's when you walk in a room and Tamara walks in a room like, oh my gosh, I want to be around Tamara. Her energy, I would say her vitality. She's so connected to her truth. She's so healthy. She's so well. And by the way, it doesn't mean she doesn't struggle. You guys, what I'm saying is I can feel that from, that's vitality, everybody. That's her leadership frequency coming through. And she naturally draws people to her. I'm like, I want to be in her world. What is she doing? right? And then we feed off each other. So that's what vitality truly is, is pulling in that purpose intentionally with what you're doing with your day, people, places, things with the vessel that you have to do it in mind, body, soul. That is vitality, my friends. And when you get that figured out, if you need help in any of those areas, that's okay. We all do. I'm telling you, you become unstoppable. You are a magnet to the things you desire that you want to give back to the world, period. Well, you <laughs> As you're, I'm mean, such a visual learner. So honestly, as you're, as you're talking, I'm, you are using your hands and you kept like bringing it back into that center, right? Like that prayer hand, it's like, it's right here. It's right at that heart center. And then you mentioned namaste earlier and you mentioned joy and you just said something that I, I you breeze past, but it's associated to this that I think is so critical. It's the mind, body, soul, not alignment, not mind, body, soul connection, not mind, body, soul integrity is mm -hmm. the word she said. Mind, body, soul, integrity. Mm -hmm. And just this past week, Jennifer, I was on this incredible um, leaders in business. It's called the Spirit Driven Success uh, Conversation Community around self-integrity, 
versus yeah. biblical integrity. Mm. As self-integral people, we do and seek out and try to achieve a lot of good things. I don't yeah. think it's bad for people to have money. I don't think it's bad for people to chase a healthy relationship or that that good significant other or bad to have that idealized marriage and home front or whatever that people are chasing. These are just like um, kind of subpar things, even though they're amazing. They're kind of just... Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of tangibles versus you want to chase peace, right? Well, people are putting self-integrity above biblical integrity. And this shifted my mind towards what is mind, body, soul, integrity associated to biblical integrity? Because it might be integral for you to have a glass of wine every day after work. And I'm just using this because it was my own personal example. And I would have my glass of wine sometimes. So much so that when I had a four-year-old at home, I came home and they saw the exhaustion that I was wearing. They saw the overwhelm that I was wearing and they said, oh, it's okay, mama, I'll get you a glass of wine. Is that biblical integrity? Yeah. Yeah. No. If that's what I am using as a crutch for my emotions or a crutch for my exhaustion or a crutch to my, my connectivity with my husband, which was what it was really being used for at that point in my life. And so I just want people to hold space for themselves. Are you doing the integral biblical thing when it comes to your mental health, your spiritual health, and your physical health? Because all of that is going to play into the way you show up on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose, which is for God. I love that you said that because one thing I tell people on mind, body, soul, wellness, this is your vessel here, here. This is your vessel to, to claim this vitality and move your impact, everybody. And what you said, I say often about zooming out. I didn't say this, you guys, with high performance. We go, high performance, having integrity, that is great. Is it? Why are you doing it? What you just said, are you doing it to please your parent, to get that pat on the back? They, I did that for years, you guys, that I wasn't seen, heard, and loved. So I felt like I had to perform to gain love. I had to go back to biblical principles. So you guys, drinking water, you know, having a good, healthy diet, why are you doing it? You know, I used to work with a lot of women that had eating disorders. Okay. They started out with that justification, right? Of, well, I'm eating healthy. I'm not eating this, but we, right? Zoom out. Is this, how are you really, are you really aligning your, your vessel to the Lord? And you guys, it's often not forcing someone to see this. It's having them zoom out, ask the question and they figure it out. What you just said, they figure it out. And what a beautiful space to be that they learn their own journey of, am I in self-integrity and biblical integrity in particular in this area, mind, body, soul, wellness, but you guys, you can do this in leadership in performance, I'm telling you, everyone pause and zoom out and ask these questions and you will find your answer and then you can realign and talk about going back to overwhelm. If you want to get rid of that, zoom out on mind, body, soul, wellness, zoom out on your leadership, zoom out on why you want money. Yeah. And if, if it lies with biblical principles, I'm telling you guys, when you take that one big task and laser focus, you will explode in productivity, you'll explode and impact. Your chaos will calm down. This is simple stuff we're talking about. And it, ta- it requires you to pause and reflect truly on why you're doing something because all of you do good things. But yeah. what you just said is that intentionality that's aligned with biblical truths. Is it truly there? And I guarantee you, I had to do it too. Tamara, I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> not. And that's okay, you guys. It's not about shaming. No. It's about 
being aware. And then you guys can move into this place you want to go that you feel like you're doing all the things. I hear you guys, all the right things, all the good things. Are you? Are you? And it's just being super honest. And when you do that, I guarantee you this desire you have to create change for good and the impact you're creating. You guys, it happens. It happens. It happens. But be honest, truthful with yourself. Stay in your lane. Speak your truth to the world. Stay in alignment with mind, body, soul, vitality, and wellness. Game on. Game on, you guys. Game on. And that like excites me so much because I'm, I feel like I'm at the volleyball net and I'm like getting ready for you to come over for a huge spike. I don't even know if you played volleyball, but we live at the beach and it would be a really fun game right now. Yes. Like go back and forth as we're doing right now. We're just volleying this thing back and forth and we're just touching it enough that hopefully as you're listening, you're feeling this sense of, wow, I'm actually, I'm curious. I want to get in on this game. I want to be a part of this process. I want to be a part of this flow because this is dynamic conversation Mm -hmm. that we don't get to have all the time. It's one of the reasons I love podcasts and have synergy with people and to bring Mm -hmm. people on that I know are going to change the trajectory of your life. Honestly, Mm -hmm. as you're talking, Jennifer, I'm thinking about the fact that a lot of people have a hard time pausing Mm -hmm. to even zoom out. They have a long, hard time pausing to even taking inventory of what their day is or what their to-do list says or who they are. And so one of the ways that I love for people to do that is on retreats. And I had an opportunity to do that just recently. We were all in Costa Rica and the Mm -hmm. two words that we put before us for the week were desire and wonder. And Mm -hmm. over the course of seven days, Women got to zoom out on what do they actually desire? What is their life saying they desire? If I was to analyze their life, what are they going after? And what should they be desiring? Because when we align our minds and our bodies and our spirits to the Lord's intention for our life, that purpose that you're talking about, the desires of our heart become his desires. And he wants you to have all the wealth in the world. He wants to give you that peace and that joy and that prosperity and that goodness and all of those things that at the root, at the core of every human we need, but we have been, we've been programmed to go outside of self to solve these big problems, to fix these voids, to fill ourselves with things that are trash. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I, I see this all the time. And it's interesting, Tamara, I actually just did a keynote to my old alma mater just this past oh, week, University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I got to speak with student leaders yeah. and they were talking about this, like this exhaustion, overwhelm, like, I don't know, I, everybody's telling me to do this and do that, you know, that college where everybody's telling you that the thing to do and, uh, and there's so many tools. It was beautiful. There's so many tools I gave them to kind of like to get out of this chaos and get grounded and pause. Wow. But one of the things that you just said is like, you guys, even if it's just a weekend, even if it's just a weekend to go walk in nature, like don't listen. And you guys, I'm sorry, I'm going to say don't listen to your friend or your mom or anything. Go out in nature. Go out with creation and figure out like okay. wh- who you are. What do you want to give to the world without all the noise? And I did give them a lot of different tools when they're like in the midst of the exams in the school week. Okay. But I did say them like, you guys, sometimes you do just need to extract yourself 
even if it's only a, a day or a week and you can do that and do what you just did on this retreat where you get to walk around in nature and go, what do I really, really, really want? When it lights you up, that's God saying, yes, this is what I want for you. And then you can go back into the university in this case, in the entry point and look at opportunities that maybe that can bring that to you. There's so many powerful tools to do that, everyone. But one of them absolutely is, is sometimes you need to unplug to replug back in an effective way. And, and we, you know, our leaders, our young leaders are our future. And we, we got to give them these tools now. What do we say at the beginning of the conversation? They're getting the tools I didn't have when I was feeling chaotic and overwhelmed. Like, what do I do with my life? What's my purpose? Yeah. Now they have them with events and retreats like yours, Tamara, with tools that I get to share at a conference that they're like, oh my gosh, this is game changing, Jennifer. Like you can do this, but getting clear on your purpose, it will just feed your soul feed your wellness, feed your vitality, go on retreats like this. If you can't right now, go in the woods for 24 hours. I kid you not, you guys, you will come out a different person with understanding what you are, who you really are, and not betraying that. Yeah. Going back to it and aligning it with God, making sure it's on his principle too. And I'm telling you, magic will be accelerated in all the extra bonuses. Like you said, Tamara, you know, the, yeah. the travel, the, the experiences, yeah. the money, it will come because God wants that for you too. When you go into why he created you and it sometimes takes unplugging to do that for sure. <laughs> Makes me think of like a simple example for any of the mamas listening. And this could be t totally relatable to a husband, a dad, anyone. But when we're in the midst of motherhood, or I'll use it for husband and wife scenario too, you're in the midst of that marriage and you're, you're kind of doing those autopilot things. You, like you said, have to zoom out, but a zooming out should be an intentional break, an intentional pause, an intentional like why did I get into this again? Um, what was my intention? Am I being the mother that I want to be? Am I being the wife that I want to be? And yeah. don't do it the way I did it, which was going through the hardship, going through the darkness, going through the shadow, because I had that yeah. tombstone moment of taking a pause and it was a forced pause. I call it my forced quit. <laughs> a quarter life crisis. Yeah. That was a forced quit. And in the midst of that, I had that revelation, but it took something having to be stripped away from me. Yeah. Yeah. before I had that revelation. And I think doing retreats and doing it in this way, since I've been doing it in a healthy formality, when I take that moment, I take that beat goes back to like, uh, you know, do you know, Marcus Black, he's an incredible yeah. motivational mm -hmm. speaker. He's got a shirt that he wears. That's a part of his brand. And it's the, um, heartbeat sign. And then yes. next to it, it says vitality with that little heart next to it. And Amen. as you're talking, I'm thinking about Yes, vitality is like the energy connected to a healthy heartbeat, but it's also being present with said beat. Yes. And so yes. the way I am the best mom, the way that I am the best wife, the way that I am the best me, just loving on me is that mm -hmm. I'm fully present rather mm -hmm. than in that state of chaos in that specific scenario. And so that's where breath like comes into play with vitality. A hundred percent. And I love that you said that this is the encompassing of vitality. Everybody is taking this mind, body, soul, wellness and taking it to your purpose in that moment. You guys, not just purpose for your life, but intentionally in the purpose of that moment, extract yourself, go to retreat, get a coach, spend a day in the nature, you know, and then pull yourself back in. What is my purpose today that I feel good and vital about? And that frequency naturally emanates from you, everyone. And it's important to do that. And by the way, 
every few years, you know, things are going to shift. Like what's important to you? God's going to put on your heart a different purpose. It doesn't remember this is malleable. Vitality requires malleability, requires flexibility. You can't just be like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm in this way. I have this purpose and now I'm done. No, be continue to be open, be intentional. But also I put this out there every day, Tamara, like this is my purpose. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm clear on my vision. But God, Lord, Father, Open me to opportunities that you believe are aligned with me now, where I need to expand to. So it's always being intentional and open, you guys. Exactly. And you don't have to hit rock bottom for that to happen. Do, do we do that sometimes? Yes. It's not a shaming one, but understand these tools we're talking about are huge. Breath work is huge. I showed the kids this week, you know, weekend some two or three tools that take three minutes. Like there's ways of shifting back into that that grounded state, not chaos. If you're feeling that you're not being intentional with your kid or intentional with your team, there's tools to pull you back into that grounded state. I teach them all the time. So if you're feeling that, just be honoring that and be like, Hey, I'm a little chaotic right now. And I hear what Tamara is saying, which Jennifer's saying being intentional so I can be vital again. There's tools out there. Breath is one of them. Retreats is another of them. I have a couple other tools too that we can talk about, but you can pull yourself back in, you guys. Chaos doesn't have to rob your day just because you started off that way. If you did, you know, well, and it's, it's just so good. Yes. And I think, you know, I, we talked at the beginning how there's like this, this surge, this energy, this like positivity that's happening. And we've kind mm-hmm. of come to the other side of that of like, this is what limits us from being able to tap into that said energetic surge that's happening in the best ways around us. And mm-hmm. so I think that there are surely people who might even at the beginning of this been like, oh, they're talking positive again. They're giving the good vibes and like everything is great in their lives. Right. And I hope that as you've gone through this journey of conversation with us, you've recognized that the only reason that we can even be aware or attuned to the fact that there is a positive, I, every time I say vitality, I want to say vivacious and it's mm-hmm. one of the same for me, right? Yes. There is yeah. this like vivaciousness of life that's being presented to us. And you don't have to be, um, you don't have to be excluded. You don't have to be one of the people that says I'm not worthy enough. You don't have to be one of the people that says I don't have the time or the space or the energy or the capacity or the enoughness to be Mm -hmm. invited on that train because it truly is open to everyone. Uh, But it does require some of these steps. And I love that you're such a resource to people in that Mm -hmm. regard, because it's so super critical for these creative ideas to be dropped into our spirit for us to actually activate them. We have to go through this process. And I love that you said vitality is, it has to be malleable, has to be flexible. And there's nothing about the spirit of God that is rigid. And that's one of my favorite things about being in flow is the recognition that like at any given point, I have to be in that fluidity to pivot because that presentation of what is now in in my opportunity realm, I'm like, oh, this is what you meant. Oh, this is who you wanted me to connect with. Oh, this is where you wanted me to live. Oh, this is like insert anything that's like a new idea that's coming to you and you realize whoa, I was so limited in my idea, so limited in my vision. And thank God, right, that he is he has already pre-written our destiny. A hundred percent. And I love what you said. Um, I literally was talking to a client about this too, about why don't you belong? Why wouldn't you belong? If you breathe, eat, sleep, like any person, all these tools we're talking about, everyone, you're here at this exact moment in time, right? We talk about this often and we need you. 
We need you to get this. We need you to be able to tap out of chaos to creation quickly. By the way, everyone, the people that I respect the most that are, quote, successful are in this vitality and joy. And it doesn't mean they don't have things that come up that aren't hard and they're not navigating. What they're learning is these tools we're talking about that help elevate you to the next level, move you out of that darkness, that space where it doesn't have to take hours, weeks, years, months to get out of everyone. That's not where God wants us. There'll always be things coming at us, but if you are open to him being malleable with you, shifting things through you, giving people like us and you to just give tools to really move you powerfully into the space that you belong. We need your gifts. We need your service. We need you. You become unstoppable. This is for everyone. All this that we're talking about, everyone, is for everyone, and you can do it just just as much as the next person. I hope if anything that you got that from today... (laughs) Absolutely. And you're processing this. I'm thinking about this one key component that we've talked about because it's been very much like a personal process that people are going through. Um, But I think ownership is something that's really important to talk about and something that when people think about um, submission or submitting their ideas to God or their life to God or their mind, their body, their spirit, right? Or and, and that word can be like a trigger point for some. Mm-hmm. Um, but anytime that you let go of something and offer in an opportunity for more, for greatness mm-hmm. to be a part of it and not just the good life, like it could be a great life, mm-hmm. it is you have to be able to have open hands and to raise mm-hmm. your hand and say, this is the part and the issues and the things that I've put into this problem, into yeah. this chaotic world, and not always finger point to yeah. everyone else that's caused the chaos. Yes. And that okay. was one of the critical pieces for me to come into this state of saying, okay, I want more from my life, but I can't say that it's everybody else's fault. And yeah. here's where I am now. And so that's a truth telling piece of truth telling yeah. for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's going back to exhaustion and overwhelm, you guys. Um, subconsciously, a lot of us are thinking what you just said. Tamara, which is another really great point is, you know, we're doing all the work, Jennifer, we're doing all the work, blah, 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 right. All the right stuff. You know, we named all the other three pieces. It's going to help you get out of chaos, everybody in that overall. But what we're also doing is it's not fair. What's going on. They're getting this. You guys, we all do it. I've done it in what you just said. I want all of you to do this. No matter what you're going to laser focus on this week, I want you to say out loud, like, I claim this right decision right now. Because when you do that, you are taking ownership. It'll allow you to see things that you're not seeing. I've done this before, you guys, where I'm like, I'm taking ownership, or excuse me, I'm making a decision this week to spend time with my family at least three times. And when I've done that, everyone, you know what's happened? It's mirrored back to me that I haven't. That there's been things in my life that I was doing that was not bringing the table. I was blaming them that they were not connecting with me. And I'm like, but wait, what have I been doing? Mm -hmm. When you claim something, when you make a decision, no, I'm going to make it different this week. You will get a mirror back to you of when you haven't everyone. And that is a great opportunity. Like Tamara said, to create ownership. That is something I see create overwhelm all the time is when we complain behind closed doors, not always in front of everybody, like they get it. I'm not getting it. I'm doing all the things, but I'm like, are you again? Remember zooming out is a great opportunity. Pause and zoom out. Everyone are you doing is it aligned with the biblical principles? Are you really stepping in in an aligned way? And many people can say, mm, I can't control them and what they have, have not done in this relationship. 
but I, I haven't been doing this, Jennifer, and I'm making a right decision today. And when you say I'm making a decision, there's something that happens rewiring in your brain because you're claiming it. You are owning what you say. I'm making a decision in whatever, in this today. You not only get creative opportunities and ideas to make that happen, so you stay in that decision, but you also get marrying, you guys. You start going, ooh, I haven't done that in the past. And again, this isn't a shaming moment. This is an opportunity of self-awareness through that statement to start there and say, okay, this is what I'm doing differently from that. So I love that you said that. Ownership is huge and creates yeah. huge overwhelm, everybody. Huge overwhelm. Well, I think you said it perfectly in the mirroring understanding is it gives you this um, the piece of almost, I want I don't want to say the word conviction because that feels hard, but it gives you that moment of integrity check. If that's easier for people, right. Yeah. Where they feel like, Oh, yep. I said I was going to do set this thing and I didn't do this thing. And yeah. that's that integrity, that conflict that you can have inside and not to cast shame, not to cast blame or burden, but just opportunity of revelation. And so yes. It all goes together. And I mean, we could continue this conversation for hours because I think it's so critical for where we are, not only individually, but as a body of Christ. I mean, that's the next layer to this is like, where is the church responsible and how can we be the individual church in these conversations and call everyone around us higher? Because I think that's what leadership is about. That's what high performing vitality oriented leadership is about is you are not doing it to be better than you're not doing it to be like, look at me. You're doing it one to glorify God and the revelations of this amazing integrity that we have now by mind, body and spirit. But simultaneously, as you're calling other people, you're inviting them into their best level of self. That's what, that's the kind of a leader I want to be. Yes. A hundred percent. And I believe that the, our father, our creator is asking believers of him to step up in this way. And I think that's why I'm so excited about speaking about vitality, about speaking your purpose into the world, your truth, about staying integrity as a leader, what aligns with biblical principles, because I believe we're in an era that we, you guys, we can't mess around. I believe God is asking us to do this stuff that we're talking about at an accelerated rate. There's a lot going on. We all know this in the world and we can still be this light. And if we are not being honest with ourselves, truthful with ourselves, having integrity with ourselves in our own little small world of in a community, do you think when we step out on a stage, or when we are around more people that they're going to sense that we're honest and truthful. You guys, people catch this stuff, okay? Whether it's conscious or subconscious, they can feel that you're not in alignment. They can feel that you're not in truth. When you are in truth, they are naturally drawn to you. I've been around people that don't even agree with some of the things that I speak about but because I'm very aligned with that's my truth. They naturally drawn me. I've literally had people say to me, I'm not sure if I believe that, but I just like you yeah. and they want to be around me. You guys, you know what that is? That's my vitality. That's my leadership frequency coming out. It's not about right, wrong. It's we're creating a stability template, safe space for believers to come, share their gifts, do this together, navigate the tough conversations, navigate this life that has some struggles in it, and we can do it. So each of us have to call ourselves up. So take ownership, stay in integrity, use these principles we've talked about, get out of that overwhelming and chaos, tap into your creation, this vitality, this vital place of truth and leadership, and you're going to make a difference in this world right here, right now, today. It doesn't have to be years from now, today. Uh, that's the best part, right? It's like the multiplication factor that happens because of the momentum that we put into yeah. motion with zooming out as like the number one thing. Just start there, yeah. y'all. Um, yeah. I am so grateful, Jennifer, for your time today. The investment to the community has already been life-changing. I know that you have further integration opportunities for them mm-hmm. to come and be a part of a mastermind that's launching in April. Mm-hmm. This will drop 
hopefully before April. So we want to invite yeah. them into that experience. And if there's anything else you want to share of places to connect with you, um, let's yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely. So I am starting my next six month mastermind. It's called the vital truth. And we are tapping into some of these very conversations, how to really stay in mind, body, soul, wellness, and vitality, integrity, no matter the environment, no matter what gets gets thrown at you that day, really how to fan your ability to communicate and speak well on any platform and tap into your leadership frequency and spiritual truth and why you're here. Get gain, gain clarity on that. And then finally, how to sustain. Yes accelerate and sustain your performance that is honest and integrity with you and the biblical truths that God has put in your heart to give to the world. It's going to be mind-blowing. It starts in April. If anybody's interested, you can definitely DM me. And you can DM me most most of the time. I'm the most frequent on Instagram. And that's at the Jennifer Watson. And I will answer any questions from this podcast. If you have any questions on the program, I would love to hear from you and what you guys thought of this today. So good, Jennifer. Thank you so, so much. I like want to keep going. I'm like, and then you talked about staying power. And then you started okay. I'm like, yes, this is so good. You guys, she has a wealth of knowledge and a wellspring of life. And that's because she has her vitality in check. We want to do the same for you. So we hope today gave you life, gave you a fresh heartbeat and some new perspective. Thanks for tuning in and hopefully tag us both and we'll see you on the gram. Thanks. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts and this will be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.